It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago. And it's 7 p.m. here in New York City. I'm Mad Dog Lexipio, and welcome to What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast. I'm joined each and every week by Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? Doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. What'd you do for fun today? Uh, it just worked. That's it. <laughs> That's what you do for fun? Nothing. Oh, I got to get you out more often. <laughs> Jeez. That sucks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we have an incredibly special guest tonight. She is back. A return appearance, ladies and gentlemen. The return of Mary Murphy. How the hell are you, Mayor? The return of Mary Murphy, America's favorite dance choreographer. Let me tell everybody a little bit about Mary Murphy. How did it become an American dance legend? Well, Uh if you're Mary Murphy, you answer a newspaper ad for a dance instructor trainee. Oh, you wouldn't know it. But only one week later, look at this shit. One week later, she becomes a credentialed dance instructor. Legend has it that the studio owner invited her to attend the U.S. Ballroom Championship in New York. And that, my friends, is how legends are born. Mary Murphy, as it is told to me, was bitten by the ballroom bug. And she acted as a double for Julia Roberts, a dance double, by the way, in the film Something to Talk About. She appeared in Dance With Me with Vanessa L. Williams. And from there, it's been nothing but good things for our favorite TV dance judge and choreographer. Mary is the owner of Mary Murphy's Champion Ballroom Academy in San Diego, California, 4255. Rough and Road Suite 200, San Diego. <laughs> and the telephone number there is 858-737-9088. Give Mary a call. Tell her the Mad Dog sent you. <laughs> How the hell are you, Mayor? I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> we got to do this more than once a year. Yes, we really, do. I told Amelia that. So we got to do this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least twice a year, maybe yes. three times, because I like you. I like having you here. <laughs> you make me laugh. You bring out the beast. And I mean, the best thing. <laughs> I want to know how Amelia got the pit bull type. <laughs> Tell them how you got the pit bull. Go ahead. I want to let you get the, you do the honors. Well, let's see. We were um, doing this show. Never and... mind, Amelia. I'll tell you. You're taking too long. Oh, we be had quiet. A... <laughs> we had a, a show one night. And we had some rather um, um, arrogant guests in the chat room. Just call and them assholes. Little... Come on. Yeah, they, they were getting a little. They were getting a little mouthy in the chat room. And Amelia said, "Yeah." And so Amelia said, fuck this shit. I'm done with them. Watch this. And so she went off and went, oh, you the pit bull now. And that stuck. Oh, I see. Yeah. You they just were press the button and next them out. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, and well, and were, you should have. I have a feeling. <laughs> and they were being rude to Angelo, too. So nobody's rude to Angelo. So, mm-mm. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. I got me a protector. I don't want somebody show and be rude to him. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So Mary, when last we left off, um, fourteen months ago, <laughs> how the hell are you, baby? <laughs> I'm doing really good. I mean, I, I certainly wish uh, so. You think you can dance would come back, but it looked like what they did to it last season. 
crash the whole thing. I don't think it's coming back. Well, I have a hell of an idea for a dance show. I, and you and I talked about it off there. I'm serious. That might be a really good idea. Called Dance Court. There should be like a, a triad of three judges, right? And you, you of course, are like the Supreme Court. You know, your vote overrules everybody, right? right? <laughs> I like that part. Yeah. <laughs> so you, have, you have like three judges and, you know, if, uh, if two vote one way and one vote the other way and you happen to vote that same way, well, then we got a tie. Then we have to have a tiebreaker dance. I think it could be. I think it could work. I think it could work. And then are we so, going to move? Um, if they it, get passed, yeah. they, they move along to the next. Uh, the yeah, next and that's, phase, that's really. just One show in and out, you're done, and move on to the next group of dancers. Yeah, exactly. It looks like, as you said, it looks like. So you think you can dance is done. Yeah. So, um, and I and I heard that, and I thought that's what a shame. It's a it's a waste of a great format. Um, yeah. I'd love to see some of the old crew come back right, and fight, right. you know, fight that to, to bring it back. Well, you never know. Uh, if you come back on another network, look what American Idol, um, Fox nicks that and look how yes. successful it is. They went back and ABC bought it. Of course, when ABC started to get interested in it, by the way, then all of a sudden Fox started bidding on it too. But oh, ABC yeah. went out and look at that show now. That and AGT is one of my favorite shows on television right now. I just it, love it watching just, talent shows. It's remarkable when when something starts to do well and something starts to make money, all of a sudden people have regret, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then all of a sudden they want their they want their uh, their pet project back. Well. Isn't it funny like that? Sometimes things don't work out the way we want, and sometimes they work out blessedly or yeah. splendidly. Um, I would love to see, because I watched that show, So You Think You Can Dance, uh, religiously, uh, and largely because I can't dance, and I don't think I can be taught to dance. I've got worse than two left feet. I have no left feet. Uh, and that's my problem. <laughs> I think I think anyone I, can be taught to dance, right? At no matter her I, age, correct? I agree, I, I think anybody yeah. could uh, learn how to dance. If you did, you walk to where you're sitting right now. I did. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Oh. Well, and I can teach I, you to I, dance. There you go. There you go. Walk, walk straight. I told, I, I'm gonna tell you. Something. I'm gonna tell you something, Ham. This is a true story. And I'm I'm not making a word of this up. Okay. I took my wife and my mother out for dinner one night, and I told them that I wanted that that was, that I was contemplating going you know to dance for dancing lessons. I even had a, a, a wonderful woman picked out, a Mrs. Adiagio, a nice Italian lady, and her dance studio is right up the street. As a matter of fact. They both burst out into the loudest laugh you ever heard. The entire restaurant turned around and looked at us. And I was just crushed. Every time I drive past Mrs. Adiagio's dance school, I like a little tinge inside me goes, just cranks it up a little bit. Because I really wanted to, first of all, I have no coordination. Were you taking a lesson or did you just go in and dance? 
No, I wanted to. Well, you have to know how to dance to dance. I can't dance for shit, Mayor. So you were taking a lesson. I wanted to, and I, I never got past the front door. They, they, they crushed my spirit so badly. Right I, in the front door. How's that possible? I, I, I never walked into the studio. I was, I was so dismayed by my wife and my mother telling me that it was a silly idea, and they laughed. I said, you know oh, what? I see. So it wasn't the dance instructor that was laughing. It was your mother and your girlfriend. And my wife. My wife. And your wife. Yeah, my your wife. wife. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it would have been awkward if I had my wife and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No wonder it didn't work out that night. <laughs> No, but, but here's the thing. I really wanted to learn how to dance because I know that I'm uncoordinated and I know that I have like horrible balance and I'm not the most graceful guy in the world. And listen, I thought to myself, you well, to you gotta listen to the judge. The day here, I'm already doing dance court on you. So <laughs> What you need to really do is you need to go in and take a few lessons by yourself because the guys do have so much more to learn because yeah. the ladies will pick up faster if they have a good leader. So we got to get you going, understanding the basic elements. And once you understand the basic elements and how they're put together, which are mostly from walking, sidesteps, things that you already do in life, but it's just a matter of being you know, repetitive and doing something over and over again until you get completely comfortable. And then bring your wife in and then set up a great big dinner someplace that's going to have a little dancing and take mm -hmm. her for a night out and surprise her. There's a thought. Ooh. There you go. And that's great because she doesn't hear a word of this because so she don't watch the show. Um... <laughs> but go and take... Take her to a dance lesson as a gift and then go to dinner so that whatever, mm -hmm. at least one basic dance, she has a working knowledge of too, because it doesn't, it won't work very well if she can't dance a lick. She has to learn too a little That's bit. That's a I, splendid idea. A yeah, wonderful well. idea. Mary, let me ask you a question. Christmas. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. You can Ooh. get packages sometimes at a, a discount. Yeah. Okay. Really good discount. So let me ask you a question then. Are, are women's bodies designed better for dance? Um, no, I don't think so. Why it is it? On what, depends on what kind of dancing you're talking about, too. You know, mm -hmm. and because I well, see generally speaking, you talk about flexibility in itself. You see today, especially uh, guys that are just mm -hmm. as flexible as women, it's unbelievable. Even, even uh, um, barring flexibility, even just the the natural fluidity mm -hmm. of uh, of a woman's form. Now, what happens mm -hmm. in this country is, um, oh yeah, maybe so in Latin dancing. But what happens in this country at some age, you know, everybody, all the babies start dancing in this country. You put music on, and the parents, even the guys, think, oh wow, this is great! Look, oh my God, they have the beat. You know, and then as mm -hmm. soon as they get about five or whatever, that's not cute to some parents anymore, especially I have to say yeah. the fathers. And it gets wiped 
you know, that that's not cool to do anymore, where yeah. the other countries almost around the world nourish that. And almost every culture there is yeah. dancing and, yeah. and they they love it and they thrive in it. And that's how you have a good time. You go out, you eat. Most I've always been curious. Mm-hmm. I've always been curious of that, whether men and women were built differently, whether it, it makes a difference if you start younger. Um, uh, you know, there's something later. I know Adam Ooh. Shankman and Sonia and Sonia yeah. didn't ever was a dancer on our show. She said she, you know, she started reading books in college yeah. and got a degree in dance by reading books that she didn't have yeah. the professional quote dance career like the rest, some of the other judges did. Um, Interesting. So yeah, it is, isn't it? I I was wiped out by that notion. That's I had really- to have a million. I have a million less. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them start what at the age of 80, 90 years old. Some of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jeff, you know, Jeff takes, you know, showed me some of the dances and stuff like that. And Michael, you know, I've seen them dance a lot. And I could tell, you know, when they're dancing, I could tell how the stiff they are. They should have done this and stuff like that. I could just tell by the eye, too, just by judging. And I told Michael, I said, oh, they should have done this. He goes, exactly. You have the good eye for that. Well, well let me ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you dance, Mill? I never Not, asked you that before. Uh, well, sometimes Jeff showed me how to do the swing and things like that. Right. The waltz. It's a, really now, like Mary, is, is, that, it, is it difficult to learn technique? The, um, the dance moves themselves are what they are. But everybody has, I noticed, uh, a particular technique, a way of achieving the move. What's right. the di- tell tell me the difference between well uh, technique when you, come, when you first yeah when you first come in you learn patterns how you actually it's like as if you could imagine that somebody took a book or they put footprints on the floor uh, that is a pattern and so. That is a step in itself. And so that a lot of people start to latch on that fairly quickly. Like I said, a lot of it's close to walking and sidesteps, triple steps. It's just a syncopated sidestep and rocking back and forth or marching in place is called the rock step. Um, and those are the four mm-hmm. basic elements of dance. And those put make up all the different steps that you're ever going to use. It's just a matter of, again, like you said, there are patterns and then the technique is learning actually how to dance. Then there is the foot yeah. technique, the leg action technique, the exactly. rib cage technique, and all of these, you know, I'll call them chambers right now or blocks have different things going on. And when someone can learn to put that all together, then you have a mm-hmm. fluid type of action that looks more natural. It's yeah. rare person you know there's there's these savants in almost everything in life and there will be somebody that walks in that just seems to naturally be able to do latin dancing better you know or you teach them a few steps or and there you're not teaching the technique yet but as an instructor you always demonstrate to the fullest of what technique should look like so that they're always getting visual kind of on what it should look like and some people you're not even talking about different stuff and you're but you're demonstrating full out and all of a sudden they're able to mimic what you do and you're like what the hell oh my yeah. gosh yeah. You know, 
Um, but then when you start breaking it down to them or something like that, then it kind of confuses them. But they, there's some people out there that will naturally start dancing in a waltz. Yeah. Which is very technical to make that look great. But some people yeah. just kind of adapt. And so it takes us instructors a little while, too, to see what you're best suited for. What kind of dancing? Are you better a West Coast swing dancer? Are you, you know, better a, a cha-cha or a waltz yeah. or a quick step? Um, it's interesting to find out. And some people that think that they, oh, I really want to become this, they come in and they find out, wow, they did, they came in for Latin dancing, but actually they're really good at waltz, tango, quick step. Yeah. So well, things- you know, it's fun. That's a great segue, Mary. It's a great segue. Uh, everybody has their journey. Yes. Yours, um, as I said in the beginning, your journey was, I wouldn't want to say unusual. I'll say it's quintessential Mary Murphy. <laughs> you, you answered an ad. Right. <laughs> you answered an ad in the paper. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's go back even before this. Okay. What prompted you to even, was it like you were just looking for a job or did you say, Hey, I think I can do this. No, I was, um, I was married in college and it's well documented. That was a very abusive relationship and I really Mm -hmm. wasn't allowed to work. And, um, I had three job offers when I graduated right there at the Ohio university. And once he saw that it looked like I was going to get a job again, then he said that he had a job in Washington, D.C., and he moved me down there. And he was from an extremely wealthy family, so I was wealthy when he was around. But when he would go back to the Middle East, um, he would leave me with next to nothing. So I was kind of desperate after a while because the war was going on in Beirut and, and a lot of things were happening over there. And I wouldn't hear a word from him. I didn't know if he was alive or dead. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I had a teaching degree, but the Mm -hmm. school year had already started. I have a physical education. And fully, that's all I wanted to do. I never really wanted to be a dancer. I never thought I'd have a life in dancing. My God. Yeah. (laughs) I was like a tomboy. And um, and it was really that answering that ad that um, kind of changed the whole, you know, fork in the road happened that I never had access to anything like that when I was growing up. I didn't really know to be anything else, but to be an athlete and to to live life because that was all that was made available to me. But you found out though very quickly that you, you and dance were like a fish out of water. I mean, you found your ocean. Yes, I did. And, you know? and so I think they saw that. I wasn't really inspired by what was going on in that school. And that's when the, the manager of the studio asked me to go to New York. And it mm-hmm. was just like a movie. It was just like that in Strictly. I think maybe it was even Strictly Ballroom or even with Dance With Me, the two big, huge double doors open. I walk yeah. inside. I'm hit like a lightning bolt. I see 25 dancers swooping they all had ball gowns on with hair yeah. and makeup and all this stuff everything that i really wasn't at all but i yeah. just i felt it on a cellular level it hit like a lightning bolt it went from head to toe i looked up at them that brought me and i said i'm gonna i haven't even sat down yet it had those things are four days long i'm 10 feet inside that ballroom and i say to them I'm going to be the United States champion. I'm going to be a professional ballroom dancer. And they just started laughing <laughs> at me. It's like, we were just hoping you'd stay at our studio. 
<laughs> I, I can I can relate to the people laughing at you and thinking you're crazy. Um, I, I can certainly relate that I ha I had it done to me. So, right? yeah, absolutely. What happened to you? Yeah, and the, and the people laughing was my mother and my wife. Um, <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit about this. There, you know, there are any number of forms of dance. What was it particularly about ballroom that seemed to like speak to you? Well, I had modern dance in college, so that was the first time that I ever danced at all. Was in college, mm -hmm. I started taking classes in modern. Just, I was just going to take one class because I need to have all these electives in physical education. And right. they had a great uh, modern dance program, and I took one, and I just loved how funky it was and how pretty much any kind of, uh, of course, there's a, a big structure and technique underneath of all that. But I just found a way to express myself that I've never felt before. And to do that to music, I thought was awesome. And they had one like ballroom class there, but I just thought it was stupid. And uh, it was really <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> What's the hardest uh, dance to teach? <laughs> so, anyways, I uh, um, I I just fell in love with uh, as soon as I started doing ballroom. I saw two all these people dancing together. So in modern dance and ballet, for the most part, mm -hmm. you dance and practice by yourself all the time. Right. And I saw how beautiful um two people dancing together and that you would be practicing together i just thought oh my god that's so awesome there's I something thought, very romantic about it something very sensual intimate um, very intimate yes it is yeah there's a there's a you connection kind of semi-marriage with your dance partners yeah, <laughs> yeah well there 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 is something well let's be honest about it there yeah. there's something very uh, connective about yeah. that kind of dance style. It's, you know, two personalities, two bodies intertwining, moving in unison, moving in fluidity. It's it's quite sensual to watch, particularly if you're watching two people that are really good at it. Yeah. And, you, you know, know? It, it is the technique. And, and when all that technique just tends, like I said, to blend, the the connection between the partnership it's so amazing when you're really in tuned mm -hmm. you know there are dancers that have been together for 25 years and yeah. it's so hard to beat them as a couple because they are mm -hmm. so in tune to every little millisecond of you just oh my yes, god you yes. opened up a pandora's box mary <laughs> Murphy. <Yeah. laughs> Boy, did you open up a Pandora's box? Mm -hmm. Let me this, and, and I'm not going to tell you who the people are, but you'll probably know when I tell you. Um, there is a, there was a well-known dance couple. I'm not, I will never mention their name. They were a very well-known dance couple. They won championships all over the world. They couldn't stand each other, but when they were together on the dance floor, they moved like one. How is that possible? Well, you know, that's extremely difficult because I know all the top dancers in the world and there are um, some, <laughs> I'm not going to mention their name either, but mm -hmm. I I'd be waiting for them while they do their rehearsal because I was going to, this is just an example that I was going to go out to dinner with them afterwards. And I was sitting there on the side of England and 
they were yelling and dropping the F-bomb on each other every two seconds. I thought they were going to get into a brawl. And I'm sitting there thinking, should I leave? Should I, you know, should I still wait? I mean, God, I can't go to dinner. They're, these guys are like, you know, at each other's throats. And I don't even feel good anymore. I'm like, I'm like all uptight, you know, and thinking that this is going to be the worst. If I do go, it's going to be just horrific. So they finished their practice. They came over to me and they said, uh, do you want to, uh, where do you want to go eat? I said, you guys still want to eat? Hmm. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we'll go to dinner. And so when we got to dinner, <laughs> they said, fine. I'm telling you, if somebody told me, fuck you to my face, there hmm. wouldn't be dinner. I wouldn't be going to dinner with you. You know what I mean? Right? But they just, they I am just, so happy right now. Mary Murphy just <laughs> <laughs> I told you to. <laughs> you want to know why I love this woman? There you go. <laughs> Amelia Pitbull Chapman questions for Mary Murphy. What was what is the hardest dance to teach so far that you've come across? Oh, you question. know, it, it it just depends. Every it's so individualistic this sport. And, uh, and there's the people that are just trying to do it socially. And then you have, you know, little kids that are dreaming someday of being a world champion. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, like for me, some people like Samba is seriously a totally different animal. And that's one thing about the Latin dances are so different. The cha-cha and the rumba are related. They're like cousins. Then you've got a samba, which is you move your body way completely differently. Then you have the possibility you move your body completely differently. And then you've got the jive, which is completely different again. Um, I think sometimes the ballroom dances, you have more that are connected and almost the same like waltz and um, foxtrot are related. And even quick step and Viennese waltz are closer together. And the way you move tango is a little bit of a different animal, but that's still they're, they're more closer together where Latin dancing has totally different vibes and a totally different technique on how you move. So is that why Latin dancing is so precision, so precise that there, there's a, it's almost when I watch Latin dancing and I'll be very honest with you on some level, it unnerves me a little bit. It, you're, you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When two people can do it at an unbelievable level, it's like, should I really be in the room? <laughs> it, it's, when I, but I, when I watch it, it's almost like it's so precision, it's almost like mechanical. Mm, well, it, I can see where you might say that. See, I won't see. I can't. I don't see that because perhaps I, I my, my, my so terminology much. might be wrong, but but right. you get where I'm going with it. Yes, yes, I do. The footwork and the leg action is so quick and so precise. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, you know, they all put a little something on their shoes, whether it's water <laughs> or castor oil, to make it stick. So everything is so clear and sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Footwork. Oh yeah, just like the tricks of the trade you didn't know about, son of a gun. I know shit. But by contrast, but by contrast, freestyle dancing where where seemingly everything goes, that's got to be incredibly hard to judge. 
You know, it really is. I think you're right about that as far as, you know, if you go from there and you're talking to more like hip hop lines. Um, but I was just so lucky to be on So You Think You Can Dance because it introduced, you know, I've always known about hip hop. I've always taken a little bit of hip hop. But to see someone like a Cyrus, like be able to isolate every little section of his back along, or he had the capability to do isolate like a just what's the right word it would go all over the place yeah at, at his will you know it wasn't just mm -hmm. random you know let me just shake it out and see if that works like my father he's he couldn't stand the hip hop <laughs> on the show he goes if they're gonna if you're gonna be shaking that keep those couples shaking about i don't want to watch the show i said that's a lot more than shaking around dad um but uh i certainly had a massive appreciation um from so you think you can dance to see yeah. people like fiction twitch and everybody at a high level just uh blew me away and to be able to see it up close like that i Speaking think of a high level high level dancers freestyle dancers uh what made twitch such a a force to be reckoned with on the dance floor well i think you know uh it was his personality, first of all, besides he was a good dancer. It, he just couldn't latch on to the other style. So we, you know, and his first audition really wasn't, you know, all that. But we saw mm -hmm. so much in him. You know, he, there's people that have, I call it twinkle eye. And, yeah. and he's one of them. And we have cameras, like we can see what people look like are going to look like on camera. So we turn our heads and look and you'd see somebody that looks great, but then all of a sudden their eyes don't come to life on camera or whatever it is. I don't, I don't have twinkle eye. I look at this kid and I said, that's the first thing that always comes, he's got twinkle eye, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, you can't produce that. You either have that or you don't. And there's I, different celebrities that, yeah. you know, you look at and you see them on the red carpet. They have, some have twinkle eye and most of them don't, but some do have twinkle eyes. And it was this big smile his his demeanor of just so he even though he may not have been calm at the time but just so calm and so pleasant to talk to like when we said to him which we do for most dancers if we tell you please come back next year we really yeah. mean it um because dancing you can make a massive improvement in one year and even six months a lot of times if you really work oh, hard sure. you can really make change where it's almost impossible with your voice you can make some changes, yeah. but you know, if you're tone deaf, you're tone deaf. You're not going to be able to get a good tone because you can't hear it. Yeah. Uh, dancing, sure. you can really improve your flexibility. You can improve your style, everything. So mm -hmm. he went back and he still wasn't ready because when we put him into other styles, he wasn't getting it too well. I remember. Oh, God, I remember. Okay. He was awful. And so I know it broke his heart. And we, again, the second year we denied him. And I believe it was on the third time when he mm -hmm. came back and it was very memorable because we got him to, um, we always wanted him to go to Las Vegas. We always sent him to Las Vegas so that he could learn because we knew these people didn't have the money and financial means. Mm -hmm. So we always wanted them to get to Las Vegas, learn a little bit more from, you know, that's free for them and telling them to go into dance studios, you know, yeah. tell them you'll help them out or do whatever if you could get lessons in this or lessons in that. 
And Twitch yeah. really took that to heart and he really worked hard. And so the third year he came back and he got to Las Vegas, he was doing it better um, through the different genres, not great, but better. And mm -hmm. Fell down in Las Vegas, not fell down physically. He fell down and he had to fight for his life. Yeah. Yeah. In Las Vegas. So he's still oh, fighting, yeah. even in the, you know, towards the last day in Las Vegas with his solo. And he did this piece, which I'll never forget because it was a symphony he played to, you know, classical music. And through his body, he started out like with the violin, you know, and then he proceeded to pop his body with the different instruments that were in that symphony. It was the most yep. mind-blowing um, solo that I think I've ever I seen. I remember it well. Yeah. I remember and it well. I felt like he was like, you know, I knew he knew when looking at him yeah. at that time that he just threw it down our throats. And he's like, yeah. I dare you not to do right. it. Exactly. <laughs> not. I have exactly. done everything you guys have said to do. There you go. Right. You know? And we were well, like, but well, what? Uh, let me ask you then, because you're right where I want you to be on this. Now that he's there, he has to now perform. What's the difference? Is there a marked difference between dancing for an audience and dancing for the camera? What's the difference if there is any? Well, we always had an audience. So um, they were always dancing for an audience. On our show, you had to also keep in mind there were seven cameras. Mm -hmm. You needed to at least be aware of it. And some contestants were better than others at that. Some um, weren't as comfortable with, because some of them are coming up on stage. You can't see that. But some were coming very close to their face. I know for myself, if I was dancing, you know, that would probably, um, you know, maybe agitate me a little bit. But uh, they get to rehearse with the cameras on the day before um, the show. And then yeah. on the day of, they get to run through it with lighting and cameras and with the director learning which cameras they want to go from. Because that's, by the way, that kind of choreography can make or break your routine, too. You know, there's the camera people and yeah. the director who is sitting in a room and, and, and it's the wildest thing because I've been back there. And there was a few directors early on in the first two years I choreographed too. And he was open to having any choreographer come to him, which I don't think there's maybe like two of us that did. And after his job of whatever he was doing that day and whatever I was doing that day, he would allow me to sit there with him and we'd go through every nanosecond of my routine. And I would say, I want this to come from the floor and go up. I want this to be the circular camera that goes around him. I want the lighting to be red at this moment. I want this person to look like they're coming out of a tunnel and here in channel five and, to, and or camera five, six, seven, eight, this is where I want, you right. know, and he was like into it, like, Oh, gosh, that's my phone. <laughs> so he understood the direction. He did. And he and he, and he was very, you know, he wanted it. And I was so happy about that because I think as it got along, they didn't really have as much say. Uh, but early on, we had a lot of say. And I was really appreciative to that director, Don Weimer, that uh, um, that he, this, he knew that this was our work and mm -hmm. that we have a vision of how 
we want it to look. And if it falls down, let it fall down on, on me because this is my yeah. vision. I've had this um, interesting kind of homework I've done for the last few days. I watched a uh, series of uh, seasons two, three, four, and five. And I watched people, especially people who didn't make it. And I want to talk to you about one thing I've noticed in all of them. There is, it's, it's wonderful to be confident. We all have to have confidence in ourselves, yeah. but there exists in some, and I don't know why Mary, but I guess you're going to tell me. There exists, <laughs> there exists in particularly dancers, a level of, I don't want to say arrogance, but I'll say ego, a level of ego that exists in dancers, whether they're known or not, even more so sometimes with unknown dancers, because they think they have something that somebody else doesn't. Let's talk about that, that level, that component that can either make you a star or keep you on the bread line that that ego that um i'm better than you and you're not going to tell me what to do well i think well, we saw that best in uh, season one and there was a man a very talented young man that i even i got the choreograph for him too is blake mcgrath nick lazarini won season one and um but blake mcgrath was an amazing dancer but he was so cocky. Of course, nobody knew that everything that you said behind the scenes and stuff like that would be shown back then. So he was quite an ass. And uh, um, and when he came out of the hip hop room, they got him on camera. He looked at the camera. And he said, I could hip hop. I could teach a choreograph better than, you know, Dan Carity could. <laughs> and of course, here it comes to the Green Mile where Dan Carradine now is just going to lay into him for saying that, um, you know, that, that was ignorance. You know, I, I loved Blake uh, McGrath. I, I, I choreographed for both of them. I had both the uh, two numbers in the finale were my numbers, one with um, Nick Lazzarini's Pasa Doble and uh, um, Blake's Samba. And both of them gave me 100% for sure. When they were in my room, there was no ego in my room um, whatsoever. They just wanted to do the right. best that they could. And they were just, you know, little sponges. And sometimes I think, you know, it can also just be somebody's nerves or trying to project themselves, which, you know, he was an amazing dancer, um, but it was sad to me. I went on to work with him in uh, Canada too, because Blake ended up choreographing a lot on the Canadian version. And so and we became really good friends. And he's a singer as well. He's a brilliant singer. He's, he's pretty big in Canada, but he still hasn't really made it with any of his songs here in the United States. But yeah. uh, I did find it interesting. And he did, he did realize that his mouth, his big immature mouth, got him in trouble when he could yeah. have won the show. I mean, he... It's amazing. Well, I've yeah. actually seen the last... You know, like I said, you know, mm -hmm. uh, season two, three, and four is mostly what I concentrated on. But I was amazed at the talent of some of these people, male and female, whose, whose arrogance, whose ego just flushed their own career down the toilet. Mm 
Um, I, mean, I am actually up against We have ego, a by the way. We have ego in every field, right? Oh, we sure. talk about oh, brilliant, brilliant people. Yeah. And whether it be in the corporate world or the sports world, I mean, they have to deal with that in the locker room, don't they? Even to this day, these people that are getting, you know, $50 million, $200 million contracts, that yeah. there's still a problem in the locker room. Um, but the, I still think, you know, they, they've got personal issues. They got, they got stuff oh, sure. from their childhood yeah. and everything else is starting to come up. When you get great, great players that have such a humanity about themselves, yeah. you know, I feel like they go the distance, they nurture and they coach the rest of the kids that come into their locker room. Yeah. And, and I think we, we try to do that. And I think almost, so many more people try to do that in sports instead of the old fashioned way where we're just going to kill you. We're going to kill you, you know, we're going to beat this out of you instead of what some people have never maybe had it growing up. There's a lot of very abusive situations that, you know, um, that coaches have to take on of every kind of feel kind of a parent role and, and show them a, a tenderness and know that, Yes, I want 100% from you, but there's also mm -hmm. this other side that we can talk about. Hey, listen, I saw you do this, you know, hey, let me tell you why that's just not going to be appropriate in my locker room, you know, and um, it's it's not easy. It, people that coach have to navigate a lot of different things and ballroom dancers are no different than, well, of course, we just don't make the money that the <laughs> big sports yeah. do or anything <laughs> like that. But, uh, um, but you know what I mean? Um, sure. Oh, there's definitely ego out there and you have to try to figure out where is that really coming from? And you kind of have to be a little psychologist yeah. all the time. Mary, I am up against a hard break. Do you have sweaty balls? If you do, take a <laughs> listen to our friends at Manscaped. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com. And the lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Jess wanted to start a business when something surprising happened. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got a ding! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, 
and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard and welcome to the bus. This just in breaking news, choreographer Mary Murphy declares her love for Mad Dog DeCipio film at 11. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Oh my goodness. Mary Murphy. Mary, <laughs> I am going to put you on the spot tonight. Uh-oh. Our very first episode oh, look of at her Dance babies. Court. Look at her little babies. It's Dance, look at that! Oh my goodness, look at that! Oh man, look at that! It's a beautiful baby. This is the one that was sick, and I was. I uh, flew into Oregon to see a dance recital of uh, girls like my uh, niece, and I'm Auntie Mammy. Uh uh, um, This little one got sick while I was away. Oh. Looks like my little Ozzy. <laughs> I miss having a dog. I really do. My mm-hmm. my dog passed um, a couple of months back, and I just I miss uh-huh. having a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's take Minded. a look at this, Mary. We got some. I I just I went online. Actually, I went to TikTok because okay. you can find the most bizarre shit on TikTok. <laughs> um, you really can. So, and I grabbed. I just grabbed a handful of dances, put them together. Um, there's this kind of like a pattern here. Let's okay. take a look at this and uh I'll we'll we'll watch this and, and you'll give me your judgment on them, okay? Yay or nay or Dance what uh... the honorable judge, Mary <laughs> Kittenheim Murphy presiding. <laughs> By the way, why do why do male dancers feel they need to grab their junk while they're dancing? I just don't get it. <laughs> Change. Oh, let's go. This way, this way, we are too much. 
Okay, Mayor, let's take the first five dances we saw here. Oh, Lord. Can we just give it an up or a down or? Yeah, first yeah. dance. Up or down? Are you going to show it again? I, like, I can remember the first dance. As, it was a big group. I actually liked them a lot. I thought they had okay. a really vibe. Second dance, a keeper or a sleeper? Um, they still were doing pretty good too. I like them as well. Okay. The third one. That's the Mr. Crotch. <laughs> um, that's a big no for me. There you go. Uh, yeah, next one. The group of... Can't stand it. Right. Yeah. I don't get <laughs> I know. why guys have to grab their junk. Yeah. It what? doesn't require any talent whatsoever. But then again, they were probably trying to show off your commercial, the manscaping. <laughs> There you go. You got a niche. <laughs> I might want to tell Manscaped. Okay, oops, there. <laughs> Amelia, remind me to call Kyle at Manscaped. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, then the next one where the two girls look like on a front porch. Um, yeah, two girls with, or um, two girls with the hoodies. Hoodies and sunglasses. Um, no. Yeah, I didn't care for them yeah. too much. Uh, right. and now the the, no, the one we just saw after that. I like the two girls with the red dresses on. They had a real cool little um it wasn't really jive, it wasn't really, but they had it going together and their little bebop was uh rocking. Yeah. You're going to see that again, but we are going to see a, a variation of that same dance. Now the blonde is in the front. I did this for a, a reason. I want your judgment on who was better, the brunette or the blonde. Here's okay. here's that dance. Now I got a guy and his name is Julie. He's my guy and I love him truly. He's not good looking. Heaven knows, but I'm wild about his crazy clothes. He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces. The polka dot best and man, oh man, he wears. Okay. I like the brunette. I do too. I think she had more pizz I do. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think she had more pizzazz. I think she had more motion. She was she used her hair effectively. You know, <laughs> look, you gotta use everything you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. The hair obviously depends on what style of dance can enhance or yeah. distract. The blonde was too too stiff. I, yeah, I thought so too, Amelia. If you go back and you watch the other one, yeah. she, it's more internal. It's closer to her soul. Yeah. yeah, I believe that. Let's take a look at this. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bowed up down oh, below my bully boys blow. <gasps> Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. about his 
his crazy clothes. He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces, a polka dot vest, and man, oh man, he wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces and a pink Panama with a purple hat. Okay, now that is a dance school, Mayor. Yeah, that's the that's the teacher there. Um, on the ground. Effective, effective job at teaching her students. Um, you know, I think they're all having a lot of fun. I don't think it's really clean when you have that many people. It has to be really articulate, and I don't think it ended up being that way. I think it was close. You know, like they're on their way, but they'd still need to do a lot of work to make that very unison. It wasn't. Yeah. I did put in, I, I threw in uh, a professional team. You're going to see them next. Okay. Tell me, tell me what if you what flaws, if any, you can. Play. I like that lighting group that you showed. Mm -hmm. I like all those. Um, I like the digital stuff that's starting to happen where you see a lot on AGT. Oh yeah. my god! Oh yes. Uh, and remember that song because I'm going to play that song oh, okay. again. Check this okay. out. Panama with the purple hat. He's my god, and I love him truly. He's not good looking. There once was a ship that put to sea The name of the ship was a bully of tea The winds blew up her bird up down Oh, below my bully boys blow Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go about his crazy clothes he wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces a polka dot vest and man oh man he wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces and a big panama with a purple hat band i'll tell you what i mm -hmm. was watching the guy in the oh, back with the hair mm -hmm. yeah. yeah he was using his hair brilliantly beautiful <laughs> Created movement that he didn't have. It was wonderful. So, what did you what did you think? Uh, I like that loose flow that they have. The one with the you know the the two guys in the back and the girl in the front. Yeah, yeah. That they are. Um, they're actually professional, mm -hmm. and I think it shows. Is it yeah. here? And I put them in there for a reason. When someone does their job well, should you be able to know whether they're pro or not, or does it not matter? No, it doesn't really matter because there's people out there that are never going to be pros or don't aspire to that are dancers and could have been pros if they wanted to be, but aren't. And they you see them TikToking all the time. People that yeah. have never been a professional dancer, but they learn like a few little grooves and they like get it down, get it down, get it down. And they'll look yeah. as good as any professional dancer doing it. And then there's other people that just don't look like that good. Right. <laughs> Amelia. Right. The pit bull questions for Mary. Right. Cause I mean, especially it goes down to the ladies gown, correct? Have you ever been had a gown on that did not work for you at any dance whatsoever? Um, have I personally worn a gown that didn't yes. work? Yes, I have. I um, did some things that were probably would today would be nothing um, as far as look and stuff and what the girls are wearing today. But I did wear something that uh, let's see, I would have to say probably in the late 80s that I danced in the, or 90s in the competition. And it was kind of an S&M kind of look. It was. But I was taking that, like I had, it had straps, black straps 
across my legs that made like big boxes. And then it would, that was the same on my arm with just kind of a black bra looking things and then just pants. And it was all kind of connected. And then I took a piece of chiffon to try to put the elegance to it for Latin dancing. I still put a, a big piece of chiffon, wrapped it around my waist, got, um, you know, rhinestone necklace and rhinestone big belt and big bulky rhinestone bracelets, you know, trying to mix the elegance with the S&M. Well, my one of my coaches from England in the middle of the round came. This was when I was a young dancer. It came running over to me and after one round is because you dance several rounds at a competition. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Dance five dances. You got 20 minutes off. Yeah. If you get called back, you get to dance again. And he came back. Get that thing off your body. <laughs> And I go, he goes, change your costume now. And I, and I was like, I don't have another costume. Oh, man. I actually kind of knew I was probably going to get some flack for that now. Um, and everything was very well covered. So it's not like you know, a lot of them are wearing G-strings today. My God. Yeah. But uh, um, at that point in time, that was ahead of its time. Today, you're it's- lucky if they qualify as shoestrings these days. Uh, yeah. Mary, I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I want to talk to you about a disturbing trend in uh, juvenile ballroom: um, the, the sexualization of young boys and girls in juvenile ballroom. Uh, it's becoming quite a problem, uh, and and it's making its way into the public. What was once, you know, their their little secret is is no longer a secret. Um, do you support the notion of juvenile ballroom, and can it be done tastefully and elegantly without making it look sexual? These young girls. Are yeah. they're wearing garters and they're wearing like next well, to nothing? Ab- absolutely. Um, I of course support junior ballroom and uh, it's down into three and four year olds, the teddy bear division. Um, yes, th- we have certain rules with that. There are competitions across the country that are not part of our National Dance Association, uh, the NDCA. And we have rules and regulations that uh, I think up until the age of 12, you can't even wear rhinestones. It's a plain dress. It has to go down just past your knees. It has to be a little flowing skirt. It can't be a little hotsy totsy skirt or anything like that. You um, I don't even think you're allowed to have your back shown. Uh, They're basically turtlenecks with long sleeves with no rhinestones. If you go outside of our national, uh, association you could see just about anything but the majority are going to fall in line with our ndca now the hard part comes in once after when you start getting into junior two Mm -hmm. you know probably kids that are 15 years old now you're going to see quite a difference and you're going to see the regular costumes but hopefully done in good taste because trust me no judge especially my age wants (laughs) to see any child that is um, dancing anything, you know, sensual to the partner at that time. Is there a connection between the partnership? Yeah, you bet. Are there lots of dance steps you can choose to do? I look at the coach, uh, uh, you know, and look Mm -hmm. at them and uh, 
a downward way, so to speak, when I see somebody that's, there are plenty of moves and even the, the best dancers in the world and the ones mm -hmm. that are the world champions don't look like they're about to get it on for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Very. Oh man, I'll tell you what, uh, Amelia, you know, the, but not sexual. Right. Yeah. Correct. Amelia, you know what I'm talking about? I saved those videos so you could uh, on our Instagram. Yes. Okay, please tell Mary if, if I'm making any of this up. No, you're not they're, making any of it. They're wearing, Mary, they're wearing next to nothing. To nothing. It's yeah. a pedophile's wet dream. And it's not, it doesn't help. I, you know, I know I'm dancing with the stars too. And then eventually on our show too, the, sometimes I thought the costumes started getting smaller and smaller and smaller they, they were they are and even, yes. in, and even in like the waltz and foxtrot you were seeing they really look like halfway latin dresses instead of yeah. what a waltz dress was supposed to look like well the problem is when the kids get bigger and the costumes get smaller that's a problem it's a problem yeah um oh man we're up against our eight o'clock holy smokes mm -hmm. Mary, I have to let you go, young lady. Okay. I've <laughs> got to bring you back for uh, we're not wait. We're not going to wait till next year. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bring you back? Let's say maybe September, October. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, probably yeah. probably yeah. before her Hollywood event in October. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going uh, to Italy to judge a competition or actually be the host of their show over there with the guy that's on Dancing with the Stars. It's going to be oh, fun. Okay. It's going to be in the island of Capri. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that. There you go. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> He's already invited <laughs> himself. You guys need to come over and report on it. <laughs> right? There you go. Yes, we need absolutely. to go over there and report. <laughs> and absolutely. There you can learn how to dance right there. That's well, right. I'll tell you what. It's always a pleasure when Mary Kickhamheim Murphy comes to visit us here at What's the Buzz yeah. Podcast, I'm just, everybody knows I'm crazy about Mary Murphy. I love your smile. I love the uh -huh. way you move. You're Thank just you. the, the bomb. And when this show's got an open seat for you anytime. Um, Thank you so much. Yes. So, Amelia, what do we got coming up tomorrow night? We actually have author uh, Dan Emer coming on the show. Uh, yes. His book. The right Satan here. Gene. Yes. yes. This is a one one critic said the Satan gene is like the Da Vinci code on steroids. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Then Mary, do you like to read? You know, I used to read a lot, but I was more attracted to uh, um, not romance novels, but John Grissom novels. Oh, I love, all right. I love the crime ones. I'm addicted to forensic files and all those kind of shows. Oh, um, I knew there was some yeah. reason she loved me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Mary, we, we will definitely have you back. That's that's a given. Anytime. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. So, listen, for oh. Amelia the Pitbull Jackman, for Mary Murphy, choreographer, dance extraordinaire, I am the mad dog, Angelo DeCipio. Join us tomorrow night as we welcome back for his second time, Dan Emer. On What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast. Take care, folks. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow night.